Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, we are back and in a timely manner. How about that, dude? Dude? Yep. I give I give you all the credit, dude. You called me out last week, and we're here. We're here. We're showing up. We're showing up bigger than the Sharks did last night when they got stoned by that world beater, Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott, the next Braden Holtby. <laughs> um, that game was uh, boring, dude. Yeah, yeah. The Sharks had a lot of shots and not a lot of goals. That was basically how it went. Yeah, not too good. Over four on the power play. Um, I guess we'll just jump right in, dude. You know, when you think about the games they played without Vlasic. I mean, they've done pretty well defensively, but um, they've been able to hold the fort down defensively. You know, yeah, been impressive. Um. Other than the you know the Arizona game, I guess we'll jump to that on the seventeenth. I mean that that was a pretty disappointing loss in Arizona. Arizona stinks. Like you, you shouldn't lose to Arizona. Uh, not happy about that loss, but then bouncing back and uh, giving it to the Rangers on Saturday made me feel a little better. Mm-hmm. Did it feel? Did you did you cheer at all inside when DB twenty two scored? Absolutely. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> and it was a nifty little goal too. I liked it. It kind of was nice, and he yeah. looked sort of uncharacteristically like really happy well of course he was dude i yeah. mean like i heard that 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 breakup was hard for him and he's had he's had a rough two years in new york this probably is it i mean you right. gotta figure this is probably it for him you know um i think a few people said that this was might it, it would probably gonna be his last game in san jose yeah, and he well unless they play in the Stanley Cup Finals, so <laughs> or he finds a contract next year, you know. Yeah, which I, I don't for him, like if you're DB twenty two, like m- maybe you just walk away. You yeah. know, what I mean, like I think the guy's got a ton of pride, right? I mean, it'll depend on the Rangers. Do he could still have a sour taste in his mouth, and but I don't see him signing somewhere for like a year and a million. You know. Yeah. I don't think that's his style. You know what I mean? It's not his style, but I think it's it's hard to predict when these guys have been playing hockey their entire lives. They've been playing hockey for 20, 25 years, and they're staring down the barrel of not ever playing hockey again. I can understand that separation being very, very difficult. But he's he's made a lot of money. He's won a Stanley Cup. Like this guy, I hope, I hope he has a great run to the end of the season that they make it to the Stanley Cup finals and they lose to the Sharks. Yeah. Like that that be the ultimate way to see him go out and then he can retire and come back and work for the Sharks. Like yeah. that that would be the dream, dude. That's the dream scenario. That would be the dream. How about James Reimer once again just coming up huge, dude. This guy since he's come to the Sharks it's just been outrageously good. I know. It's just it's it's almost eerie. You don't want him to you know, you, you, we talked a little bit about peaking at the right time. I don't want him to peak too early. Like like the Capitals have done, dude. They're sinking like a stone. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Dude. I had to get that in. There. 
I mean, you're going to talk about the Capitals when you were boasting about Montreal just a few months ago? No, no, I'm not. Not even going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to mention that. I think I don't think you can peak too early if you're James Reimer. He's not going to play in the playoffs. So, like, his job right now is to win every single time he gets out there, and he's doing it. you got to think he's going to play again tomorrow night against Edmonton. He just stoned them uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, figure he'll be back in net. And, and you know, they've been going, you know, two for Jones, one for Reimer, two for Jones, one for Reimer. I mean, if they're following that pattern, then they'll go Jones again on Thursday. But I think they'll go Reimer, dude. I think Reimer played so well against Edmonton. Shut them out. Um, on They had 31 shots. He stopped every single one of them in Edmonton on March 8th. I think they'll throw him out there again. But either way, I mean, he's been more than advertised, this guy. And certainly makes me want to see them keep him around because the recipe for success has certainly been there. It, it's allowed Jones to be a lot fresher. It's true. I, I think you're right, though. I think they'd probably play Reimer because they're probably going to want Jones against Dallas and they're going to want Jones against Los Angeles, which are the two following games. Um, although I could see them, I wouldn't be super surprised if they played Reimer versus Dallas and then Jones against LA. You know, his old team, make sure yeah. he's rested for that. I yeah. Could, I could see that as well. Very possible, dude. Very possible. But yeah, dude, it's hard uh, to, I mean, it's it's a two and two since we last spoke. Um. You know, obviously the loss to Arizona was disappointing. The loss to St. Louis, a little bit less so. I mean, they they badly outshot the Blues and couldn't get one in. Even with a f- six-on-three advantage late in the game, they couldn't put one in. It's it's too bad, but you think if the Sharks played that game under those conditions again, they would win. They would at least be able to score and tie the game. So I'm not super disappointed about that. I mean, Arizona, they just kind of, played poorly so that just kind of sucks yeah i mean i i will say st louis does not does not frighten me at all like uh, i think they've got some good players but i mean this is hitchcock's last stand i think and it's going to end early again Mm -hmm. you know they don't have the makeup of a of a championship team and um you know they wouldn't beat us one nothing four times Right. I think that's the only way they can beat us. So, you know, dude, certainly not the, that. Certainly the Rangers game is concerned. the highlight of the week. Ra- Rangers are the highlight. Uh, the Sharks. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, dude, we have a guest on the podcast, it looks like. Do we have a guest? My, oh, <laughs> yes. There my, she uh, is. My three-year-old daughter is here. Hey, Maddie, what would you like to say to the listeners? Nothing. You want to say anything? Mm, she's getting shy. Are you going to talk? Hello! <laughs> well, there you have it. There it is, dude. dude. This is, we haven't had a guest on the podcast in a long time. She, I'm going to ask her some questions. Hello, hello, I'm on this one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, can you tell us, uh, what do you think about the sharks, Maddie? No, no, I don't say no. Yeah. What do you think about the sharks? Do you like Joe Thornton's beard? <laughs> And, uh, you don't like it? Should he shave it? Should Brent Burns be played it forward? Yes. <laughs> yes? We have a vote uh, for Burns it forward. I think Uncle Mike would definitely disagree with you. I've got um, one more question for you. Maddie, what word do you think of when you think of Todd McClellan and Doug Wilson's uh, relationship last year? What's the word that comes to mind? One word. Uh, 
Is that a word? You don't know? No. Okay, I think that's a good way to describe it. That's sort of how we all feel. I thought she was going to say cancerous, which would have been amazing. <laughs> if you would say, can you say cancerous? Cancerous. Very nice. Good. good. Ladies and gentlemen, our first under three or under four-year-old guest, mentally and maybe maturity-wise, there's been many under four-year-olds. But now this is... This is the first Say legit goodnight. guest. Say goodnight to everybody. Good night, EJ. <laughs> EJ Raddick, everybody. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Great, great talk. Dude. Well, dude, how can we top that? <laughs> she said everything I was going to say. Yeah, there's there's no way to top it, dude. There's, this is it's about as, uh, as family-friendly as we get, dude. No, um, I... I but uh, in all honesty, dude, the, the Rangers were the highlight. I think they really sort of, it was cool how after the game, the Rangers were sort of talking to themselves about it. I mean, Lundqvist was unhappy. He got pulled late in the game. They were really unhappy with that result. I mean, the Sharks really made them look bad. They, they poured it on in the third period, scored three goals against a good Eastern Conference team that I'm sure is looking yeah. to pick up points. And the Rangers looked like completely outclassed. Yeah, they did the same thing to Arizona on Sunday, and they did that to Washington. It's there. I mean, it is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they turn around and play a poor effort against a New Jersey or or an Arizona in Arizona. So you just hope that they can find some sort of model of consistency um, and continue to be on the positive side of results coming down the stretch here. The Sharks, historically down the stretch, have not been strong. They've got nine games left. The second seed is within reach, dude. It is within reach. And they really got to fight to get that second seed and make the Ducks come here. Yeah. I'm, it'd, be, it'd be great. I, you know, I'd, It seems like L.A. and Anaheim are playing so well right now. It seems very They had unlikely. a chance to move ahead of them. They could have moved ahead of them last night. And, uh, and it yeah. didn't happen. And, and, then that, didn't. And, and that was disappointing, dude. Yeah. What great analysis on both our parts. <laughs> they could have won, and they, they did didn't. not win. And it's disappointing. And it's unfortunate that they did not win. Any uh, emails, dude? Yeah, we do have... Um, we we got a response from Tracy, but uh, I think she was just um, mad um, about uh, us calling her funny. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that so we don't further antagonize her. But uh, we did get an email from Wes, who was listening to our discussion about Brett Hedekin, which I noticed other people sort of talking about a little bit on Twitter um, and how it like really didn't get disseminated amongst people who knew about the Sharks. I think our, our friend Andy Bench said, what, what was this Hedekin thing? Like no one, no one knew about it. It was a little surprising. But uh, Wes was listening to our discussion and he submits that maybe Hedekin isn't feeling all that beholden to the Sharks, giving their passing him over for the seat next to Randy Hahn and instead giving it to the far inferior Baker. The situation is underscored by the fact that obviously the national broadcasts prefer Hedekin and no doubt he has many options if he is willing to leave San Jose and maybe he is considering them. Dude, how do you react to this email? Um, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I, I, this is dude. I don't know Brett Hedekin. All right. Right. But, but I will share this story. We did, um, get in contact with him about trying to be on the podcast mm-hmm. a few years ago. 
And he wrote me back like a very, like instantly, you know, within minutes, he wrote me back like a very personal email, like um, very kind um, offering. It never worked out that we had him, but offering some options, you know, telling me that like where he was right then, like he was at some sort of family event and he was like, it, it was funny. Like, I mean, it just, it wasn't your normal response. Right. Right. From like someone who's just like, well, let me check my schedule or something. I was like, hey, dude, great to hear from you. You know, uh, this really sounds like fun. I'm totally, I, I, right now I'm at my whatever and I've got to, you know, and Christy's got to do this. And it was just this like response that I just didn't even know what to do with it. Right. Like first I was like, did it? Did a Stanley Cup winner just sent me like a email like he's my friend? Yeah. Like I mean like it just was funny. Maybe he thought like, it was another Doug. A different guy. Like I think he kind of is and like, this is just my you know amateur analysis of him as a person. He just seems like honest to a fault. Seems like it. Just yeah. tells it like it is. Right. No filter. And I think they asked him the questions and he said it. Like he said it. Mm-hmm. And he probably hasn't been put in a position yet where someone even bothered to ask him. So he told the truth. Yeah. And like everybody else has either been muzzled on it or they didn't know. And I just have a hard time believing that they didn't know. Right. Right. And and as for the other stuff, I mean, certainly the the far inferior Baker comment is a matter of opinion. I think, you know, the other thing I'm sure that came into play um, they said, you know, the Sharks passed him over for the seat next to Randy. When Drew Remenda left, obviously, those of us who've been following a while, you know, that was a pretty big controversy. And, and Jamie Baker had been the radio color guy for quite a while. And so certainly if anyone was going to be passed over, it would have been Jamie Baker if Brett Hedekin was given that job next to Randy. Right. I, I mean, certainly yeah, the I television agree. job is the more prestigious job, clearly. Um you know, you're on TV, you, you, uh, you know, you have way more, uh, you know, reach more people want to watch the game on TV than listen to it on the radio. And it was really sort of his job to lose and he didn't lose it. The other thing, and it's not Brett Hedekin's, you know, it's not to his detriment, but he was still a fairly young broadcaster doing sort of color, you know, small segments on CSN. And he really didn't have a lot of experience, uh, or really any experience doing, uh, consistent. Well, he had, you know, here and there he was on, I think when, when there was a little bit of shuffling around, he may have done a few games, but he certainly wasn't nearly as seasoned as Jamie Baker was. And I think it would have been a pretty big risk to put somebody with that small amount of experience in sort of the big chair, you know, basically being the color guy for an NHL team. And so it, it seemed like a very logical progression to put Baker next to yeah. Randy, put Hedekin next to Dan Rusinowski and sort of, you know that's both that's promotions for both of them, frankly, and I think they've both done yeah. a good job. I I happen to like Jamie Baker. I think Jamie Baker's pretty honest, and he's not willing he's not unwilling to say bad things about the Sharks, and he's not unwilling to say good things about the other team. And that's sort of what I look for broadcasters. I mean, just out and out homers really sort of bother me when I watch games. It's just it, it doesn't really make the game that much more enjoyable. It just seems like these guys are trying to pump the tires of the team, and I really want to hear the analysis of the game and not just you know, how great the Sharks are. It'll be interesting to see if in the future, if one, Brett Hedekin is allowed to go back on KMBR, or two, <laughs> um, when he does, 
if he is as honest as he was this last time. So I find it hard to believe that there probably was a conversation after that interview between him and Sharks management. I would imagine. I mean, does he work for the Sharks or does he work for CSN? No, he works for, he works for the Sharks. The Both the radio pair and the, the television pair work for the Sharks. So, I mean, I would imagine that, that there was a conversation. Dude, I think Probably. you should. I, I'm I'm proposing. I'm putting you on the spot. I think you should dust off that email address <laughs> and send him an email, and let's get him on the podcast and talk about it. I mean, we're not going to want to put him. Obviously, we don't want to put him in a in a in a really uncomfortable spot, right? We don't want to. I mean, of course, he's been in these spots before where he's asked to reveal things that he doesn't want to reveal or it doesn't feel comfortable revealing or what have you. But if 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 Tom Tolbert and what's his name can't ask the follow up questions, then maybe we should. <laughs> It's a good point, dude. It's a good point. Let's uh, let's see if we can get him to respond. Yeah, and, and of course, we don't have to spend all day on that. You know, we can talk about other things. I'm sure we'll think of something about how he was passed <laughs> over for the job for Jamie Baker and how much does he hate yeah. Jamie, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the obvious questions. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. But it, I'll, it was, I'll, I'll lead with that yeah, in my email. Yeah, we'll, we'll lead with that. Really warm him up with that one. Yeah, it's interviewing 101. Yeah. Uh, kick him right in the groin when he gets on. Um, well, dude, I, I know there's some tough games coming up here for the Sharks, and uh, I'm a little I'm a little scared about LA. I got to be honest, and um, you know Dallas is is still a good team. So you know, and then of course there's Vancouver and Edmonton sort of sandwiching those games, and so you want to see the Sharks get six points out of those three games. But Dallas and LA are certainly where the focus lies in the next week or so. Um. What, predictions, dude. What do you think is going to happen here? How? I mean, obviously, LA is is looking good. Do you think the the Sharks? Certainly, we all know that they can beat them. The question is, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would not be surprised to see them um, get six points and four of those points come against Dallas and LA. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me at all. And that they drop one of the Vancouver games and they drop the Edmonds game. That would not be surprising. And I hope it doesn't happen that way. I hope they win all five, dude. But of course, um, they seem to really be rising up to the best competition, and you know, struggling to play against the weaker competition. Um, not always, but you know, you see them losing games to New Jersey, Vancouver, Arizona. Those are you know three of their last four losses, but their wins include Rangers, Washington, Boston. You know, the best teams. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they'll be competitive. I think they need to show L.A. that they're for real. And uh, a win at home against L.A., I think that'd be a nice way to sort of say, we're waiting for you in round two, and we'll see you there. Yeah, one, one thing I noticed looking over the standings here, dude, is that um, I was trying to get some stats on one goal games but i can't find them at the moment but uh looking at the standings the sharks have a better goal differential than anaheim even though they're behind anaheim although they're you know they're only one point apart and the other thing is they they have their goal differential is very similar to dallas who's leading the central division and dallas has nine more points than the sharks and and looking at some other teams around the nhl um you know the the sharks maybe they've been a bit 
unlucky in terms of their goal differential. Usually goal differential and your win percentage are pretty closely correlated. And certainly you have a team like Washington who has just a ridiculous goal differential of plus 61 and they're just way out ahead of everybody. But, um, but you know, it's, it seems like maybe San Jose has gotten slightly unlucky in, in terms of scoring and, and how many wins have come from their goals. And, and so maybe they're even a little bit better than we think. And we think they're pretty good right now. Dude, sounds good to me. <laughs> Trying to I'm inject in. some, uh, <laughs> and of course the Sharks are the uh, the highest scoring team in the division. They've scored more goals than any other team. Uh, yeah, and uh, scored more goals than any other team in the Central. Even scored more goals in Chicago. Uh, save Dallas. Dallas has scored a ton of goals, but they've given up a ton. They've they've given up. Wow, what have they given up? Almost. 30 more goals than the Sharks, but they've scored 30 more, which is interesting. It sort of makes yeah, you think that maybe Dallas gonna... doesn't have what it takes to, to be a playoff, a, a playoff no, deep, I, deep team. I've been saying that all season. Like, I don't think their defense is good enough, and I don't think their goaltending is good enough, and I think it's going to be exposed in the first round of the playoffs by, you know, whoever they meet, you know, whether it's you know Chicago. I mean, if they play Chicago first; they're going to lose. Like that, yeah. it's not going to go well for them. Although so, Chicago hasn't been playing well, dude. They're under five hundred their last ten. Dude, please. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to panic. <laughs> You're trying to convince yourself of that, dude. Please. No. They'll be there. You know. I think for them, it's it's that they're just. It's got to be hard for them to play eighty two games. They're just waiting. They're waiting to start the playoffs. Like. They might not even. I haven't looked and see if their players are even playing their regular shift minutes. Like they could be resting it up. I don't think they care what position they come in at. Probably not. I, if I were them, I wouldn't be that scared of anybody in the central right now. It's, Dude, it's let me ask pos- you this before we go ahead. Uh, let me ask you before we close out, dude. You know, attendance at the tank is most definitely down. As you know. Anyone who's been to a game this year can can see. Um, when it comes to playoff hockey, do you think we're going to see the attendance pick up, dude? Uh, when when we get to the playoffs, are we going to have a an eighty percent filled building for the Stanley Cup playoffs? That would be very shocking indeed. If the Sharks did not sell out every home game in the playoffs, I, I'm I would be very surprised to hear that the Sharks. If the Sharks haven't sold out every home playoff game in their history, I, I bet they have. Um, the the two things that are working against the Sharks right now in terms of attendance, um, one obviously is the the lack of making the playoffs in the in the terrible disappointment the year before. So I think there's a serious amount of cynicism in the Sharks fan base uh, about the Sharks, and I think the even larger uh, factor is the Golden State Warriors. And how yeah. the rest of the sports world is basically talking about nothing but the Warriors right now. And they could be the best NBA team in history. Right. And I think any any casual Bay Area sports fan is paying attention to that and not the Sharks, especially as the playoffs start. I wouldn't be surprised if the first round, even if they're playing the Ducks, you might not have a hard time getting a ticket. I agree with you. I was just going to say the same thing. I think the first round, 
Um, you know, certainly this, the most cynical fans are saying things like, and I see the comments on the blog, this is a first round exit team and so on and so forth. Uh, and I think if the Sharks make it past the first round, especially if they beat whoever they, they play in the first round rather handily, I think you'll see the excitement build and, you know, as it always, as it naturally would anyway, but I think people might start to actually believe in this team if they can beat a good team like the Ducks, for instance, who you picked to to win the entire Western Conference, uh, and and you weren't nearly alone in that. A lot of a lot of NHL pundits did. Um, so if San Jose can beat the Ducks, say in the first round, and they're playing L.A. and L.A. barely squeaks past, you know, Nashville or Minnesota, then all of a sudden the Sharks may look like okay, this could really happen. Obviously, the San Jose L.A. rematch is going to carry a lot of press and things like that. But I still think how they match up in terms of timing against Warriors games is going to be a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> if they if they happen to play the same night as the Warriors, I could definitely see uh, some empty seats. Most definitely, dude. All right, dude. Well, the Sharks roll on. They should clinch a playoff berth this week, dude. Brent Burns has already clinched the most productive defense uh, season, Sharks season by a defenseman already. So good on him, and congratulations to him. And hopefully the Sharks will have this whole playoff thing wrapped up here by the time we talk next. Absolutely, dude. All right, dude. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.